Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, welcome to In Between. Oh yeah, right. There's other people listening. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or hopefully there's other people yeah, listening. Yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> so you might have noticed by now, but it's just Julia and yeah. I talking to you. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, sad. Yeah. So unfortunately, Angela. Well, we did mention it in the intro of episode mm-hmm. one. That Angela will only be here until episode six, and so this is the point where, unfortunately, Angela is not part of the podcast. Well, not a anymore. not a permanent part yeah, of it, not, but hopefully she'll mm, come visit us on occasion. Exactly, and we'll address this in a bit more detail in the next proper episode, episode seven. Yeah, but just so you're not completely like taken by surprise when it's just two of us talking yeah so you're stuck with us for now yeah and angela will grace us with her presence when she can yeah whenever she can hopefully yeah soon hopefully soon yes this episode mm-hmm. which was supposed to be angela's in between yeah. so as you know <laughs> she can't be here for this <laughs> so i'm just gonna do something for you julia okay because i was editing the episode Six yes. episode six, the previous episode. Yes, and and stumbled across your slug story oh, gosh. again. Okay. Oh, I forgot to ask you how you are. How are you, Julia? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. How am I? I'm. Uh, I'm great. I'm tired, but I'm great. So, I had to work yesterday, which is why I'm tired. But what made mm-hmm. the whole thing like? really cool is that we have sort of like special things like special events sort of planned um within the next couple of weeks because it's the company i work for is like 50th anniversary so yesterday the entire time i was at work we had a popcorn Mm -hmm. machine Oh and That's the entire store smelled like fresh popcorn that buttery oh, wow. love it love the smell and it just made all of us working yesterday so happy and we just ever so often we just like went over and were, um and to like the the woman who was manning it we're like can we have some <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was it supposed to be for the customers? Well, yes, it was. But oh, it was oh, right okay. there, like, in the middle of the store. Yeah. And we smelled it the mm-hmm. entire time. So it's just, just like, we can't, like, it'd be unfair to us if we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, it made us so happy that it would have been sad um, if we didn't get any. <laughs> yeah, for one second, I thought... It was for you guys to appreciate the workers. No, it's for the it's employees. for the customers too. It's for the customers. Mm. Yeah, but it was just, it just made cool. an eight-hour shift yesterday just very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. It's like a special, you know, when back in school it was some kind of, you know, Entrepreneurs Day, uh, Spirit Week, or Entrepreneurs oh. Day. But during Spirit Week, you still had normal classes, but every day was a different theme. Yeah. Pajama day. Pajama day, so we were all in pajamas, yeah. yeah. And it just made the whole day seem silly and fun, even though classes were the same. Yeah, I'm that's how I you. am. Yes, I'm. I was happy for me too yesterday. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now that we've caught up on how we are, 
Yes. This looks yeah, story. I already told Julia how I was before we recorded, so yeah. we'll skip that for today. But, uh, <laughs> but all's this good. Story, yes. All's good with Lena. All's good. <laughs> all's good with me, yeah. And I have to bring, uh, bring it to your attention, Julia, that the slug story was not made up by your friend, unfortunately. I, okay. Um, like she didn't come up with it, the, the slug phrase. Can you remind us again what it pretty much was? Sometimes I like to butter myself up, climb into a sleeping bag and pretend I'm a slug on the kitchen floor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is actually a meme. It is? It is. <gasps> what? But I know my memes. Yes. <laughs> I know. You're like the meme I know person, my memes. This is a meme. It is? <laughs> but uh, so actually it's more just cover myself in Vaseline and pretend I'm a slug. Oh. So the butter bit and the kitchen floor, I think, is more added on top. So there's variations of it. There's sometimes crawl around on the floor, like not necessarily the kitchen floor or just without the floor at all but just vaseline and pretend i'm a slug but that is a meme from eight years ago oh wow but if you look at the knowyourmeme.com article on this, <laughs> knowyourmeme.com uh, <laughs> of course everything yes. exists on the internet so the origin the oldest known example of this phrase dates back to march 30th 2010 mm -hmm. okay wow and it was from a site called Joy Reactor, where I think people posted memes. It was pretty much just a photoshopped uh, Google search suggestion where someone types in sometimes at night and then you see the suggestions. Oh, right? I love those. Those are funny. And one of those fake suggestions. <laughs> so someone probably, like, I don't think people Googled this, but they faked it to make it seem funny. As a joke, one of the results was cover myself in Vaseline and pretend I'm a slug. And then there's that, like this face, reaction face that says, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay, so this is a meme and I've been lied to my entire life. You have been lied I to and I'm sorry to be the one to burst your bubble. <sighs> but I feel like if someone who knows the meme listens, they're going to message us. And I thought she was so weirdly creative. <laughs> <sighs> Well, yeah, and maybe the guy you were messaging knew the memes, so that's why they weren't. Oh, so well, that would make that make more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I got that, not having known the mm -hmm. meme, I would have been like, cool, 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 cool. I have to be somewhere right now. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to this meme, mm -hmm. though. Uh, we have a topic for today's in-between. Okay, what's the topic? And you're not gonna <laughs> be able to guess this. Oh, okay, that's cool. But it's breast cancer. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay. as I was googling the cover and Vaseline thing, just to see if it was a thing, mm. um, I came across uh, this article. But yeah. apparently back in 20, uh, I want to say 20, oh wait, let me double check before I say something. Make that wrong. association make sense for me because it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> okay, so at least back in 2014, mm -hmm. yeah, October 2014, mm -hmm. 
is when this meme was repurposed for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, okay. How how? So how? what people would do, and it's generally、um, middle-aged women who are prone to breast、yeah. cancer, they would post this phrase on their Facebook pages, or they would just post. You know, say, "Oh, sometimes I like to cover myself in Vaseline, pretend I'm a slut." Okay. And then most of the people from that generation did not know this meme, so they would all react, "Is everything okay with you? What are you talking about?" <laughs> so it would elicit this reaction from their peers, and that's when they would come in and say, "Ha, I just said that because I wanted to get your attention. Did you know it's Breast Cancer Awareness、oh. Month?" And then they would give them information about breast cancer. Oh, that's kind of that's cute. That's that's yeah, using the internet for good. <laughs> exactly. So, something that was just a simple joke was then used to grab people's attention, which it did really well, and people learn more about breast cancer.、Mm. And considering this episode is going to go up, unfortunately, not in October, but right before it, <laughs> I thought we could、Sad. talk about breast cancer. <laughs> Sad. That 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 doesn't match that up. Important. But it's close enough.、Yes. It is important. It's a good Especially chance, right? It's a good chance. We are both、mm. genetically female, and I mean, we have a high like we have probability of getting it. I mean, there's a higher yes.、Uh, I mean, there's a higher possibility if there's a genetic factor, which I don't think either of us has. It's important for everybody to know about. Yes, and I've actually prepared some facts for you, some statistics,、okay. which will prove you wrong, Julia. Unfortunately, oh, that is not genetic. Because genetics does play a role, but roughly half of the women who end up getting breast cancer did not have any specific risk factor. Okay, interesting. Like other than、um, their their sex and their age, so they didn't have any known history, like in their family. Or other risk factors such as drinking alcohol、uh, okay. a lot, or yeah, I'll tell、Shows、you about other risk factors. Shows you what I know, not. I mean, we all don't know much. Yeah,、so、that's why that's awareness. Why we're doing this this episode. <laughs> okay, so I just have some facts from the World Health Organization website, and、uh, based on statistics in 2020.、Mm-hmm. There were six hundred eighty-five thousand deaths globally caused by breast cancer. Deaths, so that's not including、deaths. people who have it, but no, just in that year, that many people died. Wow, because of breast cancer. Do you have the number of how many people had it? I mean, I'm not sure how many people were with breast cancer at the time,、yeah. but diagnosed in that year were roughly two point three million、oh, wow. women. At the end of 2020. There were 7.8 million women alive who were diagnosed with breast cancer、uh, in the past five years. Damn. To put it in more easily understandable terms, I think it was about one in eight women will have breast cancer、That's、in their lifetime. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, and if you consider that half of them don't even have like the known risk risk factors,、mm-hmm. except for being at the right age and being a woman, yeah, <laughs> it's. It could really just be any of us, any time, or once we get into the age where it's more prone. That's scary to think about.、Uh, do you have that、mm. age range, like where you're more prone to? It's hard to pinpoint a certain age because it's. They always just say after menopause. Oh. And that varies 
for everyone. Okay, yeah, that's very broad. Yeah, but I'm just gonna say, I don't know, after 50. But don't take my word for it. I thought that it would be more kind of... before that as well. Like, I, I would have thought somewhere from, like, end 30s to, like, 60s, but... So the age is also, you never know. Like, younger women could get breast cancer, of course. But I think the general mechanisms they put in place for when you should start screening for breast cancer yeah. is after 50, I think. So that's where the majority of women develop breast cancer. Okay. But it is important to know that 0.5 to 1% uh, of people who get breast cancer are men. So just because you're not female by sex, it doesn't mean... That is not ever talked about. Nope. But I mean, yeah, it's a very low chance, but... As but it's in, not zero. Yeah, it's not zero, no. You have a pair of... Everybody has a pair of breasts, so that's definitely something that shouldn't be overlooked. I bet there's because I think, stigma attached to it, kind of like, mm, oh, you... Stigma and, yeah, you don't check for it. Yeah. You don't think about checking for it. How many doctors, if you come in with certain symptoms, how many people are going to be, if you're mm-hmm. male, oh, let's check for breast cancer... Mm-hmm. And then if they, but if they do yeah. and you have it, then you're not going to talk about it. Probably the thought process is, oh, this isn't something men have. This is something those mm-hmm. genetically female have, which is problematic. And that doesn't even yeah. include people who identify as different genders. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to give you a few more statistics, facts, risk factors. Mm, okay. And okay, let's start. Let's start with some of the risk factors mm-hmm. and some of the myths, because okay. there were some things that I thought were related to cancer in general, uh, but apparently they don't cause breast cancer, and that's all a myth. Interesting. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm excited to find out. So, well, this is something you mentioned, right? With the family oh, history, yeah. genetic, yeah. Uh, genetic factors. So it does definitely has some correlation that if your family has had breast cancer or even ovarian cancer, like then you have a higher risk of being diagnosed with breast cancer in the future. Mm-hmm. So there's this one uh, other risk factor, but I've seen contradictory information on it. So breast cancer was more observed with Caucasian uh, populations. If you look at the statistics also now, yeah with the countries with the most diagnosis, it also supports this. And I was very surprised by which countries ranked top. That to me just sounds kind of like underrepresentation. Maybe it's just the, that the health systems in not as heavily populated by Caucasians just don't really screen for that or that, that it just isn't... Um, um, Do you know so what I'm trying to say? What you're going to see, I know what you're trying to say, that in the other countries they're not diagnosing it or they're not checking it, so that's why they're not reported. Yeah. That could be the case. Do you have any guesses for the first highest rate of breast cancer? In which, which country? countries you rank top? I'm just going to go for tried and true somewhere in Scandinavia, <laughs> Finland. Finland is number nine. Okay, well, close enough. <laughs> close close enough. enough, yeah. So all the top ten are pretty much mostly Caucasian. So number one is Belgium. Oh, oh no, we have some Belgian listeners. 
we do. Take care of yourselves. So, if if you're at risk, yes. make sure you check for breast yes. cancer. Luxembourg. Oh. So oh, that region, okay. basically, then France, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, Finland, and then US. Interesting. Yeah, and I do think that what you mentioned with people screening for it and then reporting it, it has something to do with um, the data yeah. here, but also... It's interesting to see that, you know, Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, France, they're like clustered together. Maybe there's something in that region that does increase your chances, but I will get into this a okay, bit Okay, yeah, that would be fascinating to look into if mm-hmm. you're a researcher, if you're a you know cancer what? researcher. I'll just, I'll just talk about it right now. <laughs> cool. There are people researching this and writing articles cool. about it. And it turns out that, you know, at first they thought it was maybe racial and if you're Caucasian, you're just more, you just have a higher mm-hmm. risk because there are illnesses where race does play a factor yeah. with your chances. And so they looked at immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Asians who migrated to Europe mm-hmm. or vice versa. And it turns out that after a few generations, the rate of getting breast cancer in the uh, descendants of migrants mm-hmm. was the same as someone else. Or Caucasian from that place. Oh. So it was more environmental factors from the oh, that's area. Super that's, fascinating. That change your risk, your chances, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So interestingly, it's maybe more related to diet, lifestyle factors. Mm-hmm. Some things that do increase your chance of getting breast cancer uh, are if you have children late. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something we see in developed countries, right? Yeah, that's true. Women tend to get children much later or not at all. And that increases your risk. As well as like if you get your period early or you go into menopause late or later than average or something. That also increases your chance. Mm, Okay. And also hormones. Yeah, that makes sense because the hormones, they Mm. are related to uh, starting to menstruate and starting menopause so it makes sense i guess yeah exactly so i think the data on oral contraceptives is not that clear because oftentimes when people are diagnosed with breast cancer they no longer take oral contraceptives mm-hmm. but there's basically many factors and it does seem like lifestyle plays a huge role like everything yeah <laughs> so you should try to not drink too much eat healthy, exercise. If you do have higher risk factors, the good news is breast cancer, if you detect it early, it's very manageable. Interesting thing is that for most of the diagnoses, they are in developed countries, Mm -hmm. but most of the deaths are in developing countries. It's probably not uh, like not Mm -hmm. receiving treatment, not having the possibility to receive treatment. Yeah, or usually in these countries, I read that if once it's detected, it's already in the late stages. So there's not much you can Mm, do anymore as well because they don't have the screening facilities, early detection uh, process in place. And something they also noticed, because I think in these countries, including Asia as well, I think, because if you look at the map in a lot of Asian countries, the chances diagnosis in breast cancer isn't that Mm -hmm. high but it's getting higher because our diets are getting closer to the the kind of unhealthy processed food diet the top 10 where the 
top 10 breast cancer death countries was like Barbados, Fiji, Jamaica, the Bahamas, uh, Papua New Guinea, Somalia, etc. So, a lot yeah. of island nations in that list. A lot of island nations, yeah. And what else was I going to say? Oh, so what's important, I think, is just to be aware that this is very common in women mm-hmm. and men get it as well. So, everyone could be at risk. So if you notice any weird lumps or any changes in your body, then get checked. So get some checked. questions I have, and you may or may not mm-hmm. be able to answer them, whatever. But I wonder if the chance of you developing breast cancer as a genetic male is also increasing, like it is in genetic females mm-hmm. with changing Mm -hmm. diets and lifestyles so that's one question that would be interesting to know if that's going up as Mm. well and another question i was thinking about was i wonder what it is in pregnancy in child birth in in being pregnant that sort of changes something in the female body that mm. decreases those risks or those the probability of developing it. I wonder just mm. what that change in your body is. Is it the hormones? Because you said like those play a role. I just I feel like uh, that'd be interesting to you know. I mean, for the first question, I don't have an answer. Um, for the second question, I might have an answer for you because there is strong evidence that it's actually lactation that decreases your risk of breast cancer oh, interesting because i do think the breast cancer cells uh develop in the where the the milk yeah, ducts. yeah yeah that's where they kind of develop so through lactation through breastfeeding it might do something there that lowers the chances of the those cells mutating into cancer cells interesting that's just what i remember I think that's where it is. So do your own research, people. Okay. <laughs> if this is a topic that you find interesting, fascinating, there's a lot of information online. And definitely look at it yourself. And also, if but you don't find this fascinating, it's a possible danger to you, to all of us, clearly. Mm. Some maybe more yes. than others. But inform yourself. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you I had a breast lump? Or I still have a breast lump. And oh. I had it checked out. A few years ago. No, you didn't. I don't think you did. Yeah, so I think... I'm not sure why, but it was when... um, I also just sort of had some awareness of breast cancer. So, you know, they all tell you to just feel your breast and see if there's any abnormality or abnormal lumps. And I felt one. (laughs) And I was freaking out because, you know, doing the research, it's rare for younger women to have breast cancer, but not impossible. So in the end... I went to the hospital and had it screened, had it checked, and eventually they had to take like a needle biopsy. Yeah, I guess that's what it called. Yeah, yeah. took a p- tissue sample and looked cell. at it. Biopsy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it turned out to just be a normal negative. Lump so basically cyst, benign. I guess. Benign. Yeah, but they can always change, yeah. right? So the doctor did tell me to check every 
few years or something, which I haven't done. Ooh. So this might be a yeah. reminder for me to get it by off-seat again. But yeah. I know a bit about how it is in Japan, but can you tell me how mm. sort of do you have a yearly um, health check? Do, how, do Is it a yearly, mm -hmm. like, do you have yearly, like a gynecological mm -hmm. appointment or checkup? Do if you do like do they check for lumps like what's the sitch? So interesting that you ask that because I actually have my health checkup in today. oh <laughs> look Tuesday. at that it's Sunday today <laughs> yeah look at that so with the health checkups typically I think if you work in a company and it's not a if it's a responsible company then they'll cover your health checkup mm -hmm. and fortunately I work in a responsible Yay. company. So ever since I worked here, um, I've had regular yearly health checkups where they just do a basic rundown. It do, what they check for does depend on mm -hmm. your age. So for me, I still just have to do like a blood test, urine test. Um, they do a CT scan, like a chest scan. They check your ECG, is that what it's called? Where they plug like a bunch of... EKG, mm. where they check your heart. Yeah, I've done a lot of those. That's EKG. Kind of <laughs> EKG, yeah. okay, yeah. And just eyesight, listening, um, blood pressure, just basic stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then for um, every two years, I get a pap smear. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I think if I reach the age of 35, then I will also get a... Not a so this thing, I think... They don't do so much in Europe or in North America, um, but it's a weirder version of the colonoscopy. Uh, what? Huh? Yes. So actually in Japan, the rates of stomach cancer, I think, is pretty high. Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's hmm. why they all check for stomach stuff. And instead of a normal colonoscopy, what they do is basically you drink this sort of like soda sort of, what do you call it again? Cool yeah, cycle. it's carbon Carbon dioxide. Carbon, it it is carbon dioxide, yeah. Bubbly. <laughs> Basically, it makes your stomach expand. Okay. And then you do an x-ray of it. Yeah, that can that sounds yeah. uncomfortable. What else did you ask? I mean, for the breast breast cyst thing that I had checked out, checked out um, it was... Yeah, I mean, it was covered by health insurance because I had a lump, so it wasn't like a random thing I wanted them to check mm -hmm. for. So usually when it's a necessary health procedure, then the insurance covers 70% okay. of the fee and you have to pay 30% by yourself Okay. in the Japanese healthcare system. And what I had was a, uh, what's that called? I'm so bad with these medical terms, where they basically do a sort of sonar. Oh, is, this, uh, like yeah, yeah. For I, the, um, look at babies as well. Crap. Okay. I I know it. I know that Babies I know it. Scan. What is that called? <laughs> ultrasound. Oh, ultrasound. Yeah. <laughs> Not so nice. So oh, okay. Are you a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So did like this ultrasound, and so of course. I thought, just do a biopsy. I always told them, just, you know, I don't mind a little bit of pain. It's fine. Just put a needle in. But they were like, no, no, no. Uh, just get a mammogram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically right? like First. a scan of your breasts. 
It was the worst experience of my entire life. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had so much pain where you fainted. Oh, no. But yeah, I pretty much, you know, that one kind of the state you're in when your um, your vision becomes yeah. blurry, you, like black, you start to yeah. faint because your body's like, it's cool. I don't know what it's called, but completely cold, completely going white yeah. and can't breathe. Basically all of that. And then... Because my breasts were so small, they couldn't tell shit. So they had to do a biopsy in the end anyway. Oh no. So I had to go through all of these tests. And finally, it was the biopsy and it was negative, fortunately. Benign. Well. How is it in Germany? Do you also have regular health checks? So in Germany, first of all, you are required by law to be, uh, to have health insurance. And you have the option of it mm -hmm. either being, um, what is it so it's either private insurance or what's gesetzliche krankenversicherung sort of just mandatory like governmental like government covered insurance uh -huh. basically i think and mm -hmm. so what your health insurance covers it kind of varies depending on what health insurance company you're with but in general mm -hmm. For women or young women, you are entitled to one uh, pelvic exam with a gynecologist each year. And with this like checkup, so it's a pelvic exam, it's a pap smear. It mm. should include also just like a checking for lumps. And then you can pay mm -hmm. for or like depend like again depending on your health insurance um if it's not covered you can pay f to have like a ultrasound done just to check um you could spend a bunch of money doing a bunch of extra text tests um oh and also there's a urine test as well just to check for um any mm. infections or any stis um mm -hmm. that's sort of the regular the the common tests and so mm -hmm. if you go to your doctor and you have some concerns saying yeah i felt this thing and like for example i i ha felt this lump um can you check it out and then the doctor's like oh yeah that seems that could be something and then the doctor's like this is a necessary medical procedure to check for an actual problem then you don't need to pay for mm -hmm. it your health insurance will cover it but if you're like I am paranoid, I want to do like a mammogram, even though I didn't feel anything, then you need to pay for it yourself. If there's a genuine concern that there mm. is a medical problem, then it'll be covered. But if you just want your... And it's for free. Yeah. But if it's just for mm. your peace of mind, then you need to pay for it yourself. Like you're entitled to it. Yeah. But if you don't okay. use up that opportunity for a free check... Mm then that's your prerogative. I mean, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the situation here. Okay. But I'm curious how it varies yeah, country to cool. country because clearly, like, it, mm. there are huge differences. It does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, before we forget, Julia, Yeah. let me talk about the myths. Okay. And we are totally not recording this afterwards because I actually forgot. No, no, it's not. It's not two no, days not later. No. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so in the in episode 6.5, I was going to tell, well, right now, I'm going to tell Julia 
some of the myths <laughs> that I actually thought were real and turns out they're myths about okay. breast cancer. Okay. So you already know it's not like a true false sort of thingy, but um, just wondering whether you thought this was real or mm-hmm. not. Breast cancer is more common in women with bigger breasts. No, I don't think I thought that was true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I this one was not the one I thought either. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just thought it, people might think it. That's why I think I that's possible, yeah, that's but I didn't personally think that. I think it's kind of similar to the idea of men don't get breast cancer. Mm, mm-hmm. So women with almost no breasts don't get breast cancer, likely. <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, I can get breast cancer for sure, and so can men. Yes. Okay, next myth. So this is, I suppose it's a... I don't think you believe this either, okay. but there are some people who do think that breast cancer, or as a young person, you think, oh, I'm too young for this, I'm never going to get breast cancer. It only affects people who are middle-aged or older. Well, we did kind of talk and about it, that like it yes, does mainly did. affect people who are going or have gone through menopause, but mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean the possibility of you not like getting breast cancer is zero if you're younger. Yeah, exactly. This uh, It's never zero. It's never zero. And it's not even that low. So about 9%, at least in the US, 9% of the new breast cancer cases are found in women under 45. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, before menopause. Uh, whereas, of course, the majority of the cases are found at, an, at a later age. But still. Um, now, two of the, the next the last two myths are ones I actually kind of believed in or I just thought was likely to be true Mm -hmm. and one of them is that if you well I thought this about any cancer to be honest or mostly with um maybe also ovarian cancer Mm -hmm. but if you carry your phone close to like your body all the time then you it causes cancer so the radiation uh yeah that because I think, what not there research showing that if you, for men at least, um, or people with testicles, if you put the phone quote in your pockets the whole time, then it lowers the sperm count or something? I'm not an expert on sperm count research, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me check that. Maybe that's a myth as well. Uh, phone, sperm... Well, I mean, there's that that sort of general stuff you grow up with, like, if you put something in the microwave, like, don't stand, like, right next to it every time, because, like, the, like, microwaves over time, like, a lot of exposure isn't great for you. Mm. But I don't... Yeah. Like, I think anything in large amounts will have a negative impact on you. Mm. But in the case of this sort of myth, quotation marks, my feeling would have been just naturally... Um, I mean, maybe if you slept on, like, a bed of phones, but not <laughs> if you just, like, have yours, like, on you or, like, next to you while you sleep. Uh, so I just checked online and I think the sperm thing was a myth. So sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, any yeah. men that are listening. You can put question, your phones in your pockets. Question mark? 
your sperm is safe. <laughs> yes. Uh, and finally, that antiperspirants and deodorants can cause breast cancer. Uh-huh. Have you thought that before? No. No, I have not. Well, it's a myth. Looks like Julia knows all her myths. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I I think I don't believe any of these things because my stance is just like regarding cancer at least it's mm. you don't have any sort of say in whether your body like some of your cells randomly decide to turn like tumorous and like mm. uh malignant it's literally just mm. random mutation of some cells and those cells like mm. multiplying so since that like that's my point of view like when it comes to cancer i'm just like like nothing i do or don't do is gonna have an effect on some cells in my body just going rogue Mm. so yeah there's the pessimistic and the realist (laughs) yeah the realist the nihilist the whatever ist all the ists and on that depressing note Breast Cancer Awareness Month, coming to you soon, live from everywhere around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when this episode is live, it will be October soon, so check out for anything online or in the physical world. And check on all your acquaintances, see what their sort of knowledge level is at, um, and mm. yeah, take advantage of any health care procedures checkups you can that are just included um just to yeah keep yourself healthy and all that good stuff and thank you for listening to this completely not true crime related episode and we hope to see you again in the next episode where the next episode um like we mentioned in the beginning we're gonna just address angela's leaving us a bit more in detail but yeah mm. hopefully you'll still listen even without angela being here we i know she was your favorite yeah we, but... she's everybody's favorite we know she'll be back she'll be back and visit yeah, us yeah so sometimes. don't give up on us just hang in there until she's back <laughs> yeah okay yeah, good talk thank you bye <laughs> all right then bye